0: You're listening to High Impact Influence, the podcast. My name is Randy Kentrell. The website is growgreat.com. Well, because that's easier than highimpactinfluence.com. That'll take you there, too. Hey, welcome to day 19 of our 30-day micro-leadership course. This is Sunday, September the 19th, 2021. Now, while most of the things contained in this 30-day leadership course are timeless, There are absolutely some current disruptions that, well, they might last for years. There is the great resignation. You can Google that. I'm going to put a link to one article in the show notes for today's episode. Just go to the website, growgreat.com, September 19, 2021. Google the great resignation and you're going to be overwhelmed with search results. There are millions of people who, thanks to the pandemic and other reasons, are opting out of traditional work. Additionally, my generation, the baby boomers, are reaching retirement age, even though many of us have no plans to ever quit working. I was telling my wife just this morning, I was reading probably 30 years ago about the gray wave, the gray wave, meaning this, this coming decade that was going to happen at some point in the future where all these baby boomers were going to be getting to retirement age and the vast gap that was going to be created in leadership well we're experiencing that today and all of this is leaving an incredible unprecedented void in organizations in fact many experts predict that this void is going to be in place for a long long time developing people serving people, growing people more critical today than it has ever been before. Because of all these shifts, neglect this work and you will run the risk of being left in the dust by organizations who will dedicate themselves to it. Business is comprised of three basic things, ideas, money, and talent. Now there's never a lack of ideas, right? Everybody's got an idea. Everybody seems to have great idea. Few of these ideas ever see the light of day because, well, guess what? Most of us don't do anything with our ideas. We don't execute. As for money, you know, money is always available. Now, sometimes it's easier to get than at other times, but usually we can gauge an economy really probably by the good ideas that get funded versus the bad ideas that get funded. When the economy is robust, okay, even bad ideas can get funding. When the economy is a little bit tighter, okay, good ideas, get money in every economy, great ideas, always get money. Okay. What about talent? Talent is always, and has always been the struggle even more. So today, the good news is that you, yeah, I'm talking to you, you are the differentiator and so are the people on your team or the people in your organization. Now, yesterday we talked about looking at your organization like a garden, a garden where you're growing people. Now let's get busy figuring out how. Step one, focus on the individual. Effective high-performance leaders know the value of making growth personal. Now, this isn't practical if you are the CEO of a large organization with thousands of employees. It's not even practical if you're the number one leader of a small to medium-sized organization that has hundreds of people. But it is always possible with the people who report to you or the people within the immediate proximity of your work, those folks that you interact with on a regular basis. I will tell you this. I do know CEOs who make it a habit of having every employee come through their office, even if it's for a a 10-, 15-minute meeting, at least once every 18 months. Yeah, big order. Now, if you're a global company, if you're a national company with workers all over, yeah, I I get logistically can be difficult, if not impossible, but let's stick with these people that are these people that you interact with on a regular basis, who are these people? I don't mean their names. I mean, what details do you know about these people? Do you know what their dreams are? Do you know what their ambitions are? What do they, what do they consider growth opportunities? And if you don't know the answer to these and many other questions, then you're understanding now the gap in your leadership. And quite frankly, for many of us, it is just simply not personal enough. You've got to focus on the individual. Step number two, focus on the collective. Another disruption made worse by the pandemic is the siloing of employees and departments. Now, it's always been a challenge, but this pandemic has made it worse. People understand their role, and they often fail to understand the role of their teammates, especially those teammates outside their immediate team, right? Sometimes we can even fail to understand the various roles of teammates with whom we work, If you have a job that involves certain processes and I have a job that involves different processes, it's just very easy for us to get our heads down, focus on our work and never give enough thought to anybody else around us, including each other, much less the people that are completely outside our department. Effective leadership involves finding ways to give employees the opportunity to understand you're not alone. We are all in this together. And this isn't merely just some team building philosophy. This is a more practical reality where people have the chance to see each other as humans who have a shared experience. You know, those folks down the hall, and even if we're not in the workplace and it's a zoom thing, those folks on the other part of the country or on the other part of the world, or these people in this other department, they aren't likely so different from you. It is highly probable that they share some of the same frustrations as you along with a host of other things, positive and negative leaders who find a way to help the collective develop into a more cohesive unit. will find employees who are better able to understand each other, connect more deeply with one another and collaborate so that they can elevate the performance throughout the organization. How's that done? communication, 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 just like step one, step three, care, challenge, and build accountability. It begins with making sure that you care about people. I know you care about results. I also know that you likely care about systems and processes. And maybe your business is product focused. So you likely care about that. And maybe you're in city government where you have to care about the politics, including the community that you serve. There are lots of things to care about, but none is more important than caring about your people. Now I don't have a magic bullet. I don't have any pills that I can give you that will help you care about people or help you care more. Can people learn and can people improve empathy? My answer is it depends, right? Not if you're a psychopath, but we can all grow through improved vision. By seeing things more clearly, everybody can get to a new level of performance, even when it comes to caring. You know, in my earlier sessions, we went through those ingredients for the recipe for improved leadership. I sometimes call it the progression of leadership, and we talked about compassion, The verb care has the same connotation as compassion, and it simply is a focus on others. Great leaders have the capacity to focus on others, and they're always willing to find new heights within themselves to keep on improving that focus on others. Why? Well, because they understand that's where the biggest competitive advantage happens. Talent. It's all about talent. And they understand that talent's the name of the game, and talent isn't some grandiose notion. It is real world. It's practical. It is a daily effort where people know they matter because leadership continues to make them the priority. Are you married? Do you know whether or not your spouse cares about you? Are you able to gauge whether or not your spouse makes you a priority? And when and if they don't make you a priority, are you aware of it? Well, then don't you suppose your employees can figure out whether you care about them or not? Don't you suppose they know immediately how much you care and whether or not they really are a priority? Go back and revisit earlier sessions where we talked about employees needing congruency in order to grow and thrive. You can't say one thing and do something different. It'll drive people away because they will be unable to make sense of it all. The pieces just won't fit. They'll, they'll go home every day scratching their head thinking, you know, the boss says one thing, but I don't see any of that in action. You have to care, and you must demonstrate how much you care by doing everything possible to help people succeed. That means putting people in the best positions possible to achieve their goals and to be superior p- performers individually and collectively. No, you can't do their work for them, nor should you. But it is your job to put them in ideal situations so they can succeed. Set them up for success, not failure. Challenge and accountability. These are part of caring. These are a big part of caring. If you're a parent, I can easily demonstrate this. If you didn't love your children, then you would have no expectations for them. You just wouldn't care. But because you want their best, you have high hopes for your kids. Not to live their lives for them, but to set them up for a great life. You want them to have a great life. And you know it's important for them to be responsible. So what do you do? Well, from the time that they're old enough, you give them chores. And you expect them to stick with things. You expect them to complete tasks. You want them to complete their school assignments. In short, you want them to accept responsibility for their own work. You don't want them to rely on laziness. You don't want them to rely on procrastination, so you challenge them, and sometimes in spite of their objections, in spite of their tantrums. Why do you do this? You do it because you love them. You do it because you want their best. You do it because you have their best interest at heart. Now, they may not always see it that way. Remember my definition of leadership. Influence and doing for others what they are unable to do for themselves. Well, doesn't that sound like what we do for our kids? They are not able to see what we see. So we are working diligently every day as they grow and mature, hoping to teach them valuable lessons that will benefit them now and later. And you know what we know? We know that in time they will see it. Do the same thing for your people. And when they disappoint you, and sometimes some of them will, keep on serving them. Care about them because they're humans and because they're part of your team. Be responsible for your influence. Be responsible for your ability to do for them what they cannot do for themselves. Be well, do good, grow great. My name is Randy Cantrell. Again, the website is growgreat.com. Tomorrow, we're going to lean into that first recipe ingredient in great leadership. And we're going to talk a bit about the opposite of it. That ingredient being humility and the opposite of it being, well, pride. Let's talk about pride a little bit tomorrow. I'll see you then.